0: Hey everybody, Hellabass here. Episode number 53, Hellabass Podcast. Today we're talking with Trey Harpel of TH Customs. He does amazing work doing custom painting, real tuning, real cleaning. If you got any real needs, check out his site. There'll be links in the description. Otherwise, search out TH Customs with a K. Uh, we cover all things: real tuning, real cleaning, budget rods, budget reels talk about the bfs the bait finesse system if you hate spinning reels you're going to want to listen to this Uh, plus a new segment what's hot at omnia jacob hangs out from omnia so there's a ton of stuff going on great episode well worth the listen tons of viewer interaction people had a lot of questions people were eating it up i hope you enjoy this one and looking forward to your feedback This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABAS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right. Here we go. Live. What's going on, Trey? How are you tonight? Going
1: on, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, always excited to talk some fishing and uh, and chat fishing. Great way to break up the week and uh, get ready for the weekend and get ready for spring. So,
1: Yeah, especially when it's been so freaking cold here. I know you guys are used to it, but not, you know, 20 below here for two weeks.
0: Yeah. And we, we just call that Tuesday in Minnesota. So Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> up there, Trust me, uh, you know, family grew up there, so it's cold. nice
0: Well, uh, yeah, I guess uh, let us know in the chat how the audio, how the sound is. People rolling in, uh, make sure we're off to a good start. Doug says we're good, thanks, Doug. Awesome. Uh, so tonight, uh, we have Trey Harpel from TH Customs, and uh, we got a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, so maybe just uh, we're gonna talk about uh, I mean, rods reels, maintenance, tuning, care. So like if you're into like learning more about your reels, your rods, what to do with them, how you can improve them, we're going to cover all that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, BFS, which is uh, bait cats cat nesting We'll get into that as much as people want, but that's kind of a unique yeah. kind of little deal that, that Trey's really on. Um, and uh, we'll probably talk about some of the services that Trey does with custom painting, reel service, tuning, um, we'll answer any Dobbins rods or gener- you know, general rod questions anybody's got tonight. Uh, and then we got a special guest coming on, a new segment we're going to do in about 10, 15 minutes. So stick around for that. We're going to try something out and you guys can let us know uh, if, it, if you know we should keep it going or what your thoughts are. Um, wh- wh- before we get too far, I uh, just want to thank Arsenal Fishing for, uh, for uh, partnering with the stream and helping us keeping this doing every week. Uh, just a reminder, you guys can uh, use code hellabass 15 at uh, arsenalfishing.com uh, to save money and support the show. So, uh, they got a lot of great products, a lot of apparel, some tackles, some good tools, and I had a lot of people pouring in. So, I see one question already, and I guess just uh, this leads right into like what we're going to talk about. So, Trey, yeah. what do you do? What, what Walt wants to know about your website. Yeah. So, uh, so what we, about your website? We you all do while we get going.
1: Uh, my website is parked whatever that means. I don't know. I'm not a tech guy. I've been having issues with it. We're trying to figure it out. Um, it's so I can look at it, but nobody else can get to it. So we're just trying to figure out what's going on. I need to get it back up as soon as possible. Um, on my business Facebook page, th real tuning and cleaning LLC, I've got like 2,700 photos over there. So in the meantime you can go over there and, and check out all like custom paints and reels and all that kind of stuff that I've been doing. But yeah, I pretty much uh five years full-time uh cleaning reels, tuning them, upgrades, custom painting, hard baits. Um I've been doing it for the last four months, probably seven days a week, 70 hours right now. It is the absolute busiest I've ever been just because everybody last year went fishing. So, everybody's uh, sending me the reels to get cleaned up and tuned, which is awesome. It's great. I just don't ever sleep. So,
0: <laughs> sleep's overrated, overrated unless you want to go it fishing. Is. So, yeah,
1: I mean, I'm used to it anyway. So, I'm always up doing something. If I'm not cleaning reels, I'm working on baits. If I'm not working on baits, I'm doing something at the house. So,
0: awesome. I'm going to pop, pop that up. up. <laughs> so, you were talking about your Facebook business page. This is it right here, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So anybody that's interested, um, I'll put a link in the in the chat. If somebody wants to bookmark that, check it out later as we talk about things. This is Trey's main website as of now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's currently uh, what I'm going through. It my actual website actually just collapsed like two weeks ago, so I don't. We're trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know. if We got hacked or w- what's going on? Yeah. But I've got a lot of pictures on my Facebook page and my Instagram. Yeah, tons of photos
0: th customs which there's a link in the description below for that so um let's see who's all rolling in here what's up tom what's up sycamore bob a lot of the regulars good to see you walt david yeah awesome so what's going on yeah lots of people this is awesome uh greg vouches says you do awesome work what's up greg i try yeah (laughs) we'll touch on some of that um and I think you, you mentioned you, you also do some some wake baits, don't you? Yeah,
1: so this is the custom wake bait that I designed probably seven years ago. Um, I, I, did, I did probably about nine or ten months of testing um, between Kentucky Lake, Lake of the Ozarks, um, up there in Wisconsin. I've done a lot of testing around grass and stuff. So this is just my signature bluegill shad color. With the uh, the custom skirt, um, since I worked for Omega as well, I custom matched their swim skirts with with my wake baits. So,
0: yeah, Doug wants me. to know where are you located. I am
1: located west of St. Louis. Nobody knows where I live, so I just say St. Louis. So it's just the easiest way to describe it.
0: Yeah. Good eye, Logan. Trey did fish the lacrosse uh, H2H event, and you made it to the quarters last year? Is that right? I
1: made it to the finals. and
0: The finals, okay.
1: doped. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. I've never been up there, so um, I knew who I was going against. I knew Cade's a, a beast up there. I know Kevin's a beast up there. You know, Kevin Horlitsky. all these guys are all local. I came yeah. from eight hours away, never fished it, and uh, grinded my butt off for that place. <laughs> It was great, though. I love it up there.
0: Yeah, it was a cool event. You did great. I mean, and, and yeah, Kevin's a good buddy of mine, so it was hard to pick which one. I would have been happy with either one of you guys pulling it off, so that was cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I knew, you know, what what each guy was doing just because I watched the previous days and stuff, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I knew exactly where Kevin was. He was right by the, the campground, which, I mean, it's right there, and there's a right. the boat launch right there. So I just couldn't find the big schools, and then the last, like, two hours maybe, I found them. Like I pulled into an area and there was a four and a half pounder right there. And I was in the area. I just need another like 45 minutes.
0: Sure. For sure. So, and later on, we're going to talk about, we're going to, we're going to give away some of those wakes. So stay tuned and we'll talk about how you can uh, enter to win some wakes. So for those of you that said they looked cool and you're excited, we'll talk about how we can do that. Uh, Yeah. Tom says you're just next door to the Bass Pro in St. Charles,
1: right? Yeah. I'm probably 15 minutes away. Maybe. I never, I never go there, but yeah, I'm 15 minutes away.
0: Yeah, absolutely cool. Um, so let's uh, start with maybe just a little bit on uh, the reels, right? So you do a lot of reel service. You're kind of a big Daiwa guy, from what I can tell. I, I like my fair share of Daiwa and Shimano reels. So what would you say? Like, I'm the kind of guy that like buys a new reel and I fish it. <laughs> like I, I don't mean, clean better. it. I don't do it. Like what what is your normal practice or what do you do?
1: Uh, So typically with Daiwa's, Shimano's, Daiwa's typically come really dry from the factory. Okay. Um, Internally, they're just dry. There's no grease. There's hardly any oil. They put a little oil and a little bit of grease on the worm gear, which is where your level wind goes. Um, I had a reel. It's essentially this area right here Mm -hmm. where the the teeth are. Yeah. they come really dry, so I always break them down. I add grease, oil to the gears, to the main gears. Um, on the Daiwa's, they have the big spool. Like this is a Daiwa Tatula CT spool. See mm-hmm. the long shaft here. This is a big friction point. It goes through the pinion gear. So I typically polish this to make it as smooth as possible, to make it the most consistent, the easiest casting, um, just it just smooths out everything. It's a massive friction point.
0: So when you say polish it, like actually like rubbing it with like,
1: I take a Dremel and I've got
0: a polishing compound uh, mixture
1: stuff that I use, and I will take the polishing wheel and I will go polish it until it is completely shiny, where you can see a, a reflection
0: in it. Yeah. So, but at minimum, you would definitely say put a couple drops of oil on that right out of the gate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's just crazy. Like I've even talked with Daiwa and stuff, and I'm like, well, you know, why are they coming so dry from the factory? And they just they can't give me an answer. So
0: nice.
1: And they're really dry. I mean, there's hardly any grease on the main
0: gears. Okay, what's up, tackle junkie? Thanks for joining. Uh, so, would you say that at Shimano? Are they different? Do they come like I hear some uh, people say that reels come with too much grease. Sounds that like just lower or, or what brands? I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Are the, what, like, what is Shimano? What are some other reels to, to know about?
1: Shimano from like, man, the past have come really, really packed with grease. And the other reasoning for that is they don't know how long those reels are going to sit on the retail shelves. Mm-hmm. So they want to over grease them so they can sit on a shelf for either six months or six weeks, whatever it is, just in case. So, you know, nothing dries out um loose come pretty dry i mean there's a middle ground to them they use a weird grease it's like i've seen it where it looks like tobacco too um (laughs) it's just weird it's like a brown goop looking stuff um they're, they're not too bad but again they have the long spool shafts so i typically polish those and i do a ton of bearing upgrades
0: nice cool well i think we're going to spend a lot of time getting into the we're going to come back to reels what's up shark good to see you buddy um joe Shark's says awesome. the best guest yet that's that's pretty lofty uh kind of considering some of the guests i've had so that's that's pretty cool uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to bring in another special guest uh and we're going to do a new spot so welcome jacob bros what's up uh for those that you don't know, Hello. Jacob is with uh, Omnia Fishing. So cheers to, to Jacob. Welcome to the show tonight. And uh, our new our new uh, segment, uh, at least in my head right now, is uh, what's hot at Omnia? So uh, OmniaFishing.com is an online retailer. Uh, I know you've heard me talk about him before. Um, but we just want to highlight some of the cool stuff that they've got going on as well as bring you some data and information about what's working. So one of the cool things about Omnia is, you know, obviously they have data from where they're selling stuff that we can get insight on. So we can, we're going to talk about a few lures that are like catching fish and, and and they're selling a lot of maybe in the South or different regions. And then also because of their fishing report system, Jacob and the team has a lot of data on what people are catching them on. And so uh, the thought is that we would talk about some of the stuff that's new, some of the stuff that's working, and just have a short segment and then uh, love to hear your guys's feedback on what you think of this and uh, maybe we'll keep it going. So that's, that's the plan. Um, so the real questions, I see those coming in. We'll get back to those in a few minutes. Welcome Jacob. New to the stream. This is his first stream ever. Oh. So it's like, a, like a big thing, right? So. Uh,
2: first time, first time debut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> debut. What is uh, one of the, the the first things you want to talk about, uh, like geographically, is down South Florida? Is there something that that's happening um, that we want to start out with?
2: Uh, I only grabbed a couple of the things that we talked about. Sure, so you've got you've got yeah. the master list, but definitely one of them is. I mean, anything red, right? It's flying, right? The red stuff's flying. I don't have. Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't so have what tons of leave. numerical data for this one. Yeah. I hope that's when we grow the or uh, define it a little bit more. We can figure out what we want to pull, and we can go into it and really dive into it. But anything red right now is moving.
0: Right. So you guys are selling red yeah. red cha- I mean, red chatterbaits were gone. They're gone already. Uh, uh, a lot yeah, of crank baits, right? Dollars. Fritz sites, uh, OGs, yeah. but I think one of the things that we that's expect that we,
2: exactly.
0: right, is that at the Tennessee River in Knoxville, we expect to see the Fritz side to play yeah. uh, quite a bit. So I think we'll see some of the spring craw colors. We'll see some of the, the red colors and flat sides. So that's something that's just starting. I mean, like in certain parts of the country, but I think that is something that we expect to see a lot in the next come weeks being really hot is uh, flat-sided crankbaits. So... One of the ones that we're featuring tonight is the Fritzide, especially the five. I think that's a really popular color, and I think that's something we'll see a lot of. I don't know, what do you think, Trey?
1: Uh, definitely the Fritzide. I just painted up a couple of them for a buddy that's uh, fishing here, so he's going to use them this early spring. Water's still in the 30s here, but uh, definitely Fritzides. I'd say square bowls, of course, maybe small swim baits, Kytex, Exo swims, 3.5s. Sure. I just I love the river fishing, so I can't wait for the, uh, the tournament to start tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Um, I lost my train it's of thought. Yeah, it'll, it'll be tough, but I think it's actually the bite's going to open up. Um, and actually, I did a video about red just two days ago. So if you're interested in why red works in the spring, I kind of put my thoughts together in my Monday video. Um, bass are not colorblind. Uh, they can see different colors at different levels, and we kind of break that down. Um, so yeah, definitely check out That's the fritz definitely. side if you're looking for some new flat sides for the spring. Um, further south, right? I think we talked about uh, gambler big easy is a hot bait. And I actually was like just hanging out on Instagram earlier in the story and I saw Hayden's and Hayden's post. Uh, he had yeah, a big old I saw that. one of these it made me of a flashy swimmer in his mouth. Um, so a real popular technique in Florida. Right, and you guys are selling quite a few of these right now in Florida, is the Gambler Big Easy rigged down like a beast hook. Uh, Sometimes weighted, sometimes not, sometimes with the spinner. Um, You guys can kind of see that. This color is called uh, Killer G. So I'm guessing that's like a Killer Gill. It's kind of a a green pumpkin, uh, laminate, Junebug, black-blue. It's just a good-looking color. Um, But that's just over any shallow vegetation. So Florida, that's hot right now, but I think pretty soon, like in a couple of weeks, places like Seminole, you like that warm weather is going to come up and this, that type of shallow kind of grass swim bait is going to play all across the Southeast. If that's where you're from. Uh, and like last year in the summertime, this was a good bait on leech. Like when they were really locked in on that frog, this was sneaky good in the wild rice, uh, and things like that. This comes through that heavy vegetation, um, and I could even see some scenarios, like, where you were fishing, Trey, in head-to-head, yep. where if it wasn't such a tough bite, this could have been a, a kind of a bait that could have been a really good search bait, you know, And some of that. Because, like, the, the the river's really changing. There's a lot more rice in the river and different kinds of vegetation. So something like this could be sneaky where a frog might struggle. So
1: Yeah, I mean, Cade was fishing, like, all the way back in the rights. like <laughs> Like, I don't even know where he was. But he was throwing that frog back there, and guys were throwing, like, the swim bait or the white flukes. Around you know, lay down some timber
0: for sure. Uh, Rich, how are you
2: fishing that? Uh, how are you fishing that on leech? On are leech, fishing on a swim jig or just a beast hook?
0: Uh, just a uh, or a yeah, beast style hook. Yeah, uh, because it was super windy, uh, we were using a really lightweight on the shaft, um, because otherwise it was just so much bow on the line, but yeah, it, it's just like the way they fish it in the hay grass. Yeah. Down in Florida, you can do the same thing up on leech once the grass I mean, this was more in the fall, summer fall when the, the rice was starting to stand up. So it was really similar to the hay grass in Florida. Gotcha. So how about a wintertime vault or what a, <laughs> a wintertime bait uh, for you pick, Jacob? What's the bait that you're really excited about that's that's doing really well?
2: So probably in September we onboarded D'Amicky. And so we got the vault with this was the pick that I chose. The vault was me and Pete decided that the vault was kind of a sneakier a sneakier bait that wasn't getting a ton of wasn't getting a ton of press, but it's also the blade bait's are really kind of quiet thing that no one really talks about. And that vault is legit. Mm-hmm. Um we've yeah, flipped our vaults a lot this year. Um I mean right now if you go on the site they're pretty, pretty obliterated
0: yeah oh. picked over um yeah. so for you not and we familiar we can't get, it. get, get any more right now so like a silver buddy uh a binsky it's like that style of bait but the difference for the vault is it's kind of more of a premium component version of a blade bait um what's up saint crest um And so you're going to get a little bit better paint jobs. You're going to get more detail. I think they come with a higher end hooks and components than some of those other traditional blade baits. So I guess that's what really sets it apart from my perspective. You seem thumbs up. Have you used these, Trey?
1: Yeah. So the first time I used them was uh, up in Upper Michigan with uh, JVD. He took us out, showed me how to blade bait because we just, I mean, we typically don't do it here. And he had a, a couple of the vaults. Great bait especially with the different line ties and everything that they offer on them, sharp hooks, durable, they land belly flat. I mean, it's, it was a great bait.
0: Cool. Speaking of, I like the, uh,
2: the little snap that comes on the vault. The little snap that comes on a vault is definitely, definitely one of the nicer ones you can get.
0: Yeah. And so do you guys, uh, you pretty good with the hooks right out of the the gate or do you switch them out right away on a vault? uh on
2: any blade bait i swap them okay i swap them to i was i typically match the same size i think more important than size of the hook is your uh instead of a split ring yeah i i do think it's worth it to do uh to tie them to tie the split rings with braid lets that hook totally move um, like this one's straight out of the box and you can see that, uh, the swivel or the snap there, there's no movement. Like that's, that's way too easy for a fish to get leverage, but tying braid loops makes a big difference, really big difference. You can, that bait can spin like 270 degrees on most,
0: most baits. Might have to do a video on how but to type.
2: In terms of treble hooks that I change them out to, I know, there's not really a good one out there right now. The the good one got erased off the internet. Um, but in terms of hooks that I switched them to, last fall I started using the Owner STX38 in a size 8. And those are, those are great hooks. Uh, this year we got Ichikawa a couple weeks ago. And those number size 8s are... Even a little bit thinner wire. I'm really excited to get those uh, yeah, get those up. tied up on some baits for this year.
1: Those are the G finesse or whatever?
2: Those not Ichikawas it. are no Ichikawa. It's a oh, new really? brand. Yeah. Huh. A little bit different bend in it. It's got a way bigger guard or a not a barb than the G finesse hooks. But they have that. that's probably the biggest advantage to them.
0: Sure. But super sharp.
2: They've got that um, same coating. Same coating, really strong hooks.
0: hooks. Yeah. So, yep. on, the, on a blade A-G-M. bait, like, well, you're using an eight, right? Are you using that for anything else? Like, uh, the, is, it gonna, is it like a good uh, Mega Bass hook replacement, the the Ichikawa? And what size would you use on that?
2: I'm probably changing. If I'm throwing a 110, it's probably going to go to a number six. Mm-hmm. On, a 110 depending on the blade bait you could get away with a seven or a six i think um that mega bass blade bait the dyna response that one's a lot longer um you could definitely get away with a seven or a six on that one for the vault i'd probably just stick with an eight i i prefer the smaller hook just because then it doesn't get tangled up uh at all and especially with the braid loops you're you're usually pretty safe landing percentages are never super high on a blade bait but when that's the only thing they'll bite then you got to take what you can get
0: sure um have you lever i mean i've mostly used the blade bait going into winter late in the fall um have you played around with it early coming out of the spring at all jacob or trey i have
2: not i i have not gotten there hasn't been a time where it's been fishable open water up here, like in season to where I think it's beneficial. Um, but it's always a late, it's always on the deck late in the year. Yeah. Whether it's a river
0: or lake or anywhere. JP wants to know what, what size braid are you using to make those braid loops? (laughs) Uh,
2: I've done it with 30 and 50 and 30 is definitely a lot more manageable. Cause you end up, you end up doubling the braid over, uh, through the eyelet of the bait, uh, to make the, to make the actual loop and 30 moves a lot easier. Um, and it fits through that gap a lot nicer. Mm -hmm. So I was just using 30 pound power pro or 30 pound 832.
0: Right. Especially on something like this. Right. I mean, if you were trying to do like, uh, braid loops for a swim bait or something, then you might want something heavier, like 50 or 65 or something like that probably. Yeah. Um, you don't. You don't got one handy that you've uh, converted, sure. right? It's not not handy.
2: I don't. They're all out in the boat, Jeez. which is not attached to the house. Otherwise, I would have.
0: What is this guy? It's it's in, a, it's in a
2: storage unit.
0: All right, we'll have to come back on next time. Jacob comes on, he's going to have the braid loops. We'll revisit that. We'll highlight it. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, any other I'll baits have braid, braid loops, loops ready to, ready to roll
2: on? next time? JP uh, one.
0: The blade bait the only one that
2: I've done it on. Okay. I could see it being useful on a swim bait, but I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would trust it on that big of a bait. I think, especially if you're fishing like an Arashi glide or something, you have swinging hook hangers. So you've mm-hmm. got that going for you. Cool. Very cool. So, yeah, I mean, this is. Trey, have you used, have you thrown the blade bait early in the year? Like pre-spawn?
1: Uh... Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we throw blade baits or like dark sleepers. Um, We just don't do a lot of blade baiting. It's pretty much jerk baits down here. Mm -hmm. We have so much big boulders and rock and all that kind of stuff. And we just typically just stick to jerk baiting and then move from jerk baits to like wiggle warts.
0: Cool. Gotcha. Nice. Um, So one of the other baits we want to talk about was, so this is new at Omnia. So this is kind of a new bait is the uh river sea tactical dd crank 75. so this is if you follow youtube fishing videos and, and tactical bass and you've probably heard about this, this is a pretty popular 18 foot crank bait um and so the unique thing here is this is kind of new to omnia uh because for a long time it was a tackle warehouse exclusive so now you can get this at more places um and this is a you've have you thrown it jacob or you know guys that have done pretty well on it in minnesota
2: I have not personally thrown it. Uh, my buddy Aaron threw it this fall when I was with him and he caught him with it. Right. So, dude, we were fishing it. He was catching them on that um, and a couple of other couple of other crankbaits.
0: Yeah, I think. But it's a cool it really bait to for how big bit. it is and it's
2: three quarter of an ounce. You can sling it.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's kind of heavy hard. for its size, but it really reminds me of the wrist wrap almost and the shape and the. Yep. And it doesn't look like it would pull super hard. Like it's got a fairly, uh, you know, thin lip. I expect it not to be a super hard pull and deep diving crankbait. bait. So, um, and it's got a pretty cool, like heavy, one knocking kind of weight transfer that I think will help me. I don't know if you can see that. There's like a big main. I'm guessing it's steel or tungsten in there to, to make this thing cast pretty good. I bet. Um, so yeah, this is co-developed with. On uh, the guys, price point of uh, it, I bet it's tungsten. Yeah. So Matt and Matt Allen and uh, the other guy. Tim Little. Tim Little, yeah. Tim Little. Yeah. So the last bait we're going to talk about is one that I was pretty excited about that I've had my eye on for a while. I was glad you guys got them in, is the X-Zone Adrenaline Claw prop. So if you guys have watched my videos, you know I'm a big, like, menace scrub guy, like menace scrubs on everything, like jigs, swim jigs, chatter baits. Uh, But here's the new... Uh, adrenaline craw from X zone, which in my mind, it's like, to me, it's like a Z craw and a menace grub had a baby and in a good way. I don't know. That's (laughs) so there I'm going to make, that's not quite working there. Um, But so there it is next to the menace grub. So it's got a bigger profile for sure. Um, So it's a little bit bigger, like a Z craw, but, and then the, the, it's kind of got something similar, a little more aggressive flanges, uh, Than the Menace Grub. I think it's going to kick a little harder. Um, and then you've got more ribs to the body. So I expect it to move a fair amount of water. And then I think that this plastic from X Zone floats a little bit higher. Um, Tim says he had some luck with the, the tactical crank, for those that are wondering. Um, but I see this as being a really good all around bait for me. And I'm definitely going to be trying this on. You know, flipping jigs, swim jigs, uh, bladed jigs, football jig trailers. I and mean, I think there's just a ton of applications. As much as I've found with the menace scrub, when I want to, like, beef up a little bit. So I could definitely see, like, my 3-8 ounce jig having a menace scrub and my half ounce jig having something with a little more heft and bulk to it. And I could see this being a good flipping bait. Um, I got it rigged up on a, a bladed jig. I mean, I think there's a lot of applications. You could fish it horizontally like this, or you can turn it vertically. I just trimmed a little bit off of that, just like two of the spines. But I don't know. What, what do you think of the the adrenaline bug tray?
1: Uh, I'm waiting to pick up some soon. As soon as I saw, as soon as I saw it, as as I, saw it I, I I wanted to just give them a try. Um, yeah, EXO made some good stuff. So Jim over there, um, it looks like a whole, whole just like flipping punching bait, Shows me for down here. For sure. Uh, so. You know, jig trailer spinner baits.
0: Yeah, actually. Darius and Don both say wobblehead. I can see that for sure. Yeah, uh, wobblehead. I just like you know, like I, I spend a lot of time like at, like uh, Instagram, Facebook, right? And you just see baits, 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 and the, like the first time I swipe by that, I was like, "What's that?" Like that was like that's something that will be in my tackle box. Like, um. So yeah, that's that's cool. So those I think are the it's that
2: perfect mix between a menace grub and a rage craw, right? It's yeah. that perfect like in-between bait between the finesse menace grub and a really kick and rage cruds. I think it finds its spot right between those two. Yeah. I and think. That's
1: it, a, what is it? A four and a half inch?
0: Four inch? Yeah, four and a quarter is what they call okay.
1: it. Yeah. It's a good
0: size. Yeah. I mean like <clears throat> big enough to generate a big bite. You're not going to miss many bites flipping that. I don't know. They're just, there's a lot to that. I mean like um pretty excited to try that out. They got some good colors. Um. So anybody, you guys see any baits that you liked? obviously you can use the code uh, Spring 15 scrolling down on the bottom at Omnia uh, for any of this stuff. So if you saw anything that you liked, love to hear what you guys thought of the segment, uh, you know, just a way for us to bring some new baits, some new ideas, some new techniques to you guys. Love to hear your feedback uh, and what you thought of uh, Jacob's debut on the stream. Just call just And call hopefully Omnia. next time we
2: can do some more actual data behind it.
0: Yeah. So in the future, we plan to have a little more planning, have a little more data, maybe like reference some actual fishing reports and uh, and give you a little more data. So the idea is really like this is not just to like push baits, but more to give you guys idea on what's new, what's happening, what's working and really educate and, you know, kind of teach you guys what's working and where it's working.
2: Um, Yeah, I'd love to be able to like share with people like how many baits have sold over an X period of time and have Mm -hmm. whatever baits are highlighted. That's what we bring on and show what's actually moving rather than just trying to sell it, show people that it's actually selling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Walt said, good job. Welcome aboard. Uh, Don says he likes it. Thank you Walt. Uh, I saw William's comment. Yeah.
2: I think William was calling me out for it being too cold for me to go somewhere to clarify. My boat is, about twenty minutes from my house, like so green. I would not yeah. have made it back in
0: time. Well, we'll be on for at least an hour. Yeah, it's forty half. degrees,
2: oh. which is fine. I'm not afraid to run out to the
0: truck. <laughs> um, Joe says, if ninety nine percent of the country is throwing red right now, uh, if you're going against the grain, what other colors?
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, I think this the one color that that uh, the spring craw color, right? This orange is chartreuse. Is a yeah. pretty good one, um, yeah. And I think it depends on your water color or on your water clarity, right? So, like when I highlighted this on the video, right? Like if you have really clear water where you live, you know something more of a phantom craw, like a brownish craw, where your where your reds are a little more muted, can be really good. Um, but otherwise, chartreuse or I mean, you know, your shad colors, yeah, with, yeah. your shad colors with tints of purple Same or chartreuse, those will work great too, depending on the yeah. body.
1: Yes, that is an OSP Blitz. Yeah. And that's a 8 xd
0: The X-Zone does not come in a smaller size, but they do have other baits like their muscle craws and things like that that come in smaller sizes. Um, Bob says he's all in on the new trailers. Um, lots of good stuff. Um, so... I don't know if you want to hang out for a while or you got any questions about reels uh, for Trey, Jacob, or what your plans are. But you're, you're more than welcome to hang out or if you got stuff to do, either way. I think I'll hang out for a while. I might sneak out at some point, but I'll hang out for a little while. Cool. All right. So we're going to get back to the re- We were just starting to talk about reels and getting into that. Um and we were talking about the differences. I think we we're kind of highlighting like Shimano comes pretty heavy with grease. Daiwa's are really dry. And you're kind of highlighting some of that. So I think really understanding the reels you're buying um, and kind of like what you want to do. So some of them uh, you talk about like, hey, you want to like clean them up, right? Because they some so heavy, right? And other ones you want to add just a little bit just to even get started. Um, and that yeah, just I mean- experience or is there like a good inf- a place to get information for that kind of stuff,
1: oh man, pretty experienced. I mean, it's tough. A lot of those reels are made in the same factory, so mm-hmm. they all get the same amount of grease or, or very little grease. Like, lose Abu, hiring Caskins, anything that says Korea is typically made in the the same factory. So,
0: so basically. Everything that's not dial is probably coming with too much grease, is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, is, it's just crazy how how little grease dials come with, which is not a terrible thing. It's just I mean, you've got to have grease on your gears. I mean, that's it's a metal to metal friction, mm-hmm. you know, they're using plastic gears and all that kind of stuff. So a little bit of grease is a lot better than no grease. For sure. And you know, I always tell people it's you know, a little goes a long way. So
0: so what's a, what's a good sign when you pick up? I mean, like I guess if you pick up a new reel, what's a telltale sign that you need to get in there and like degrease it and start over? Like, are there sounds, feelings, warning signs from your
1: perspective? I would say feel if it feels like it's stuck in mud, it's it's overgreased. I mean, you're going to have grease slung everywhere inside the inside of the frame. Um, and i and I've seen reels where customers have sent in and they have worked on them themselves. And they just use the entire quart jug of <laughs> synthetic grease, and you open it up, and you're just like, I mean, I could use this for my car. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, most of the reels you buy straight out, you can just go fish them. Uh, that's no doubt. But a lot of guys want to get the best out of their reels. You know, guys are spending two, three, four, five hundred dollars on reels, and uh, they <laughs> they want the best performance out of them.
0: Yeah. So what what do you get like? So when you go in and clean one of these reels and then kind of like re-oil it or grease it with the right amount, uh what what kind of typical performance increase are you seeing or people see?
1: Uh smoothness, consistency, you know, that's for stock stuff. And then you start upgrading the, the spool bearings. I mean you can go as far as upgrading spool bearings handle knob bearings sure. uh, just taking out all the bushings and make making it as frictionless as possible so you can have something as smooth as possible
0: yeah so maybe before we get into super tuning let's talk maybe a little bit more about like so what are there things that you suggest like obviously like if they don't want to like touch it right like you can go to the the real tuning and cleaning Facebook link that I posted earlier and they will be in the description below. And if you know, they can send them to you and have you do them. Um, but like, what are some basic like cleaning tools, methods and like, what is there a product you suggest for like re-oiling and re-greasing? That's a, you know, a, a good choice.
1: Yeah. So here's a, uh, just die with pixie. One of my personal reels.
0: No big deal. It's just, just a pixie Jacob. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, it's
1: like, man. it's like super tricked out, you know, <laughs> Um, I use a lot of cotton swabs. If you want to make, you know, if you want to get rich quick, go buy stock in like Johnson and Johnson cotton swabs. Cause I buy millions of them. Uh, it's a really cheap, easy way to clean your reel on, on the fly. Um, you know, just, you can get in between, you know, the worm gears and the outside of the reel and that kind of stuff and, and clean them up. Um, another product, I don't know if you guys saw them at Omnia Lucas Oil. Great oil. This is a great all-around. don't,
2: but if it's something you think we need, then we can look into it. uh,
1: Just a great all-around oil. It's a synthetic oil. You can use it on pretty much every part of your reel. And then this is what I use is the Daiwa Space Age Grease. And I've got 30 or 40 of those because it's really hard to get because it has to come shipped from Japan. So that's that's the – the only really grease stuff that i use
0: so but But you should have plenty of it because they don't put any on their reels so
1: (laughs) yeah no kidding i'm like you you have this guys you have vats of it use it
0: (laughs) yeah uh i think this is a good question from punch fishing can you explain the difference between bushings and bearings and what does that mean in reels for people
1: okay so i think the biggest misnomer on looking at buying a reel is this X reel over here has 14 bearings, but then a Shimano has three. So then they think the 14 bearing reel that costs 59 bucks is better than the 250 dollar four bearing reel from Shimano, and that's because the Shimano is using far qual- like higher quality bearings. Shimano and Daiwa take the top of the bearings, and then everybody else gets the second pick, third pick, whatever. Shimano likes to use a lot of bushings for the fact that their reels are made to be used in salt water. And you don't want bearings in salt water just because a lot of people just don't clean their, their reels or rinse them off. So that's why they use a lot of bushing. Um, bushings are typically used on the slower moving parts like the end of the worm gear because you don't need 17,000 RPMs on the worm gear opposed to the spool, which is 25,000 RPM.
0: Sure. So
1: it's just, you know, 14 bearings doesn't mean it's a better reel. It just
0: means it has 14. It's bearings. more about the quality of the bearing than the number of them, what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And Shimano, Diwa cut gears. Shimano is a gear company. They are a bike company. They make yep. gears, so they make excellent gears. Um, and that's why they're so smooth.
0: All right. Logan wants to know, why does the, uh, the T-Wing on his Tatula stick when I go to push the button to cast?
1: It's probably because it's a dry reel.
0: <laughs> so he needs some oil in there, is what you're saying.
1: Uh, probably some grease. Um, so grease. Okay. When, you, when you hit the thumb bar, there's like a little clutch, and it moves – the pinion, or the, it moves the uh, the T-wing. It, ha- it has to, like, rotate it, mm-hmm. and if it's dry, it's going to take a little more effort. Um, you know, it, it it could be getting broken inside. It's just hard to tell.
0: Okay. So the but, first thing, pull it apart, see if you can clean it or add some grease to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he'll pull it apart, and it'll be pretty much dry as a bone.
0: Sure. Unless he got something in it from fishing somehow. But...
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're fishing, like, sand or, or dirt or something like that, it can get underneath the clutches and create a uh, friction.
0: Daniel wants to know, can you add bearings to the level wind on the New Zillions?
1: I think so. I've got a New Zillion and I don't remember if I did it or not. I think I might've, I think there's one on the inside, um, but I also upgraded the, the handle knob bearings as well, but I have to bust it open again.
0: Okay. Uh, I've worked
1: on like 500 reels since since that uh, that reel. So,
0: who's gonna get the most zillions at Omnia and Trey? How many zillions should Jacob get?
1: All of them. All of them. Yes. It's a. Well, I, think, I, I, think,
2: it. I think Pete said he wanted three. So
1: it's a it's a really good reel. So the U.S. version is gonna come with a hundred millimeter handle and brass gears the uh the japanese version has an aluminum gear and a 90 millimeter handle so it's a little bit lighter but it's an awesome reel it's it's a cool reel
0: right so for those that not sure what we're talking about um i think it's this one
1: yep that's it is it gonna be 350 yeah 349
0: so, if you guys are interested in this new reel yep. that uh, Trey speaks so highly of, you go to Omnia and you just click which one gear ratio you're most interested in and get the email notifications. So, when they do come in, you'll be the first person to know and you can get in there before, well, Pete and Jacob will get theirs. And then once they get theirs, right. then uh, you can be the first one to get the rest of them.
1: Hey, <laughs> Jacob, do you know when they're slated to be in your shop?
2: <laughs> I do not. They don't have an ETA on it. I know it shouldn't be terribly long. Yeah. But I don't have a date. Yeah. And I don't want to say a date and then look like an idiot that was just spewing dates.
1: There's a lot of unknowns now with all the shipping and COVID production.
2: Yeah. I know they're waiting to get more until. so So all the dealers can get at least. A couple, yeah. We've got more than a couple coming. I I promise you that. Oh, I'm sure with <laughs> Pete.
1: <laughs>
2: so what uh, Steve says, yeah, he keeps knows how to stuff. he knows how to make some stuff happen. Yeah, yeah.
0: Very cool. So what, what's 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 so cool about the New Zillion SV? Like, what what is the most exciting part of it, Trey?
1: Um. So it is a completely new redesign. It is, the 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 previous Zillion was a nice reel, but it's it was long in the tooth. Um, so they, it's really small. Um, I've actually got it in the boat. Um, it's a smaller frame. It's lighter. The new SV boost spool, it's a dual stage spool. So on your typical dial is, it's got one spring and the inductor just moves out, moves in and out, moves in and out. And then on this new SV boost, it's a dual stage. So it's got two springs, so it moves out, and then when it hits its like max peak cast, another spring kicks in, and so it gives you like an extra like for like. Sure. It's just more consistent through the the casting range. Nice. <clears throat> it's a it's just a really nice
2: reel.
0: Got me itching to get one. Trey, uh, was the frame something you noticed?
1: Uh like like material, or Did it seem a
2: little bit more rigid. Yeah, it's. It's like rigidity to it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's that same like zillion, you know, lineage of like being a solid tank of a reel. Like the zillions have always been a great reel since like the early two thousands. It, it's just been a great reel. Like your power workhorse reel.
0: Cool. Nice. Logan says best reel under 150. So I mean, close to that for me, the two that popped to mind, Are the Tatula CT and the SLX XT? Yeah. Like in that, I don't know what you guys think if there's a better one or another one to look at besides those two, but those would be the two in my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean Tatula CT, SLX, Tatula One Hundred, Lose Pro, maybe.
0: Sure. Yeah, Lou's got some good stuff. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, I mean, I work on a ton of Lou's.
0: Yeah. Connor says, do you guys recommend cleaning your reels often if you only have a couple? Um,
1: It depends on how much you fish. If you fish four or five days a week and you're fishing mats of grass, you know, junk like that, I would probably do it every couple months. But but typically, guys send them to me beginning of season, and that's it. They're good to go for the whole season.
0: It's definitely going to extend the life of your reels if you clean them at least once a year, right? Oh, yeah, for sure um and we did talk about this earlier if you want to go back and catch the replay connor rewind but just the highlights yes i mean like diawas in general need a little bit of something they come pretty dry other reels sometimes come with too much grease and you need to clean them and then re-oil or re-grease them with an appropriate amount so um
1: and you can yeah you can do a lot of stuff to them
0: let's see what's going on are there oil and grease applications we should avoid using like is there any like bad stuff to like watch out for
1: quantum hot sauce
0: really okay i've
1: almost refused to work on reels that come in with it it's it's horrible it uh it it tends to separate like the the grease will separate over time it'll go from a grease to a grease and an oil and the red dye gets everywhere and you just can't get it out um, and it's pretty expensive stuff. I think the oil is like 10 or 11 bucks now. Um, for the oil, and that Lucas stuff is like five bucks for it. And that, I mean, this little bottle here will last a, a normal person probably a, two years,
0: as long as you don't spill it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got a bunch of it, but uh, Tim says absolutely never put WD 40 on a reel, yeah, you know, or Vaseline. <laughs> Vaseline's bad,
1: yeah. I've had uh, reels coming with Vaseline.
0: Now, I can say in a pinch, it's probably not the best advice, but I have sprayed some bang on my reel when I was like out fishing just to like get through the day.
1: <laughs> bang, yeah. So, buddies have used bang or the uh, reel magic spray in a pinch.
0: Yeah, it, it's I mean silicone. that's like a temporary thing. That's not a long term solution.
1: No, it's a. Uh, it's, yeah, it's water based, so it's going to evaporate anyway.
0: Yeah. This is a pretty good, interesting, uh, so what's a what's a discontinued reel that people should be looking for that you think is like just a great reel, great frame, great technology, uh, or maybe a couple like watch for these on eBay or garage sales or whatever that you think is just like something to have to, to, to clean up and refurbish.
1: Uh, I would say the TDZ, the Daiwa TDZ, that was an awesome frame reel. One of the best reels that Daiwa ever made. Um, the original Shimano Corrados, like, like the C200s, awesome reels. Uh, the Corrado E. E's,
0: yeah.
1: Awesome reel. The only problem is, is getting parts warmed is getting harder and harder to get. But, I mean, if you want to buy one for 120 bucks, dude, they're great reels. Yeah.
0: Or buy a couple of them and hopefully – like buy three of them and hopefully you can make two good ones out of them.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parts reels. I, I just worked on two original Corrados, and they were like – near mint condition
0: what about the chronarch d awesome reel yeah awesome reel that was one of my favorites for sure great reel uh let's see (laughs) that's good tony says can you put bearings in bradley hallman's chinese reels Um, oh
1: man (laughs) tony and i go back and forth on
0: that nice (laughs) So have you you dabble a little bit on YouTube? Have you? I haven't. Like I know I've seen a lot of your Dobbins rods videos. Have you done any like real videos or like any cleaning? Or is that like you don't want to do that because that's what you have people send them to you for?
1: Yeah, I mean I've kind of toyed with it. Like everybody asks, like oh I should do painting videos and real videos, and I'm like I don't really want to give away some of the stuff I do. Right. <laughs> Just because, I mean, yeah, send them to me.
0: Yeah, I think I mean there's probably. I think there's a couple things. Well, I think you could probably do like some real basic stuff, right? Because if yeah. somebody sends you a reel, you're going to probably like, you're paying for premium cleaning, right? Like in service.
1: Yeah, full breakdown.
0: But there's probably a, a room for a good video on like, here's the basic things. Like if you only got like 20 minutes, like here are the, the, the basic pull apart, clean these major components, right? Yeah, like,
1: like, a, like a quick kind of like a, you know, you can do on the water, actually. There's just yeah.
0: stuff.
1: like I've done like breakdowns. Of uh, the New Zealand, a couple other reels I got in, like I've broken them completely down just to show people. Like, you know, this is the gear material that's being used in them.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. and I think to do a full clean that, that would be a really either long video or one that would be a huge pain to edit because of all the like fast forwarding and downtime. Like you'd have to do yeah. to like make it a watchable video because it would literally have to be a live stream like this to like go through it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be a long video.
0: Um. Any concerns about line conditioner getting in your reel?
1: No, because it's all water based. Good stuff. question.
0: Okay, that's a good I've question.
1: Never, I've never had any issues. I spray every single reel I own, like with uh, Real Magic stuff. Sure. Pretty much religiously. Uh,
0: what is what is the cost of a cleaning? That's a good question. We didn't.
1: Standard cleaning is twenty bucks, and then it goes up from there to like fifty five if you're doing bearings and depending on the reel. I mean, it can go up from there and there. If you're doing upgrade bearing,
0: cleaning uh, is twenty, but a tuning like that—I mean—that varies widely, right? So yeah, so
1: twenty bucks—that's a full breakdown, clean, flush, all that kind of stuff, and then I do a polish, and then I can do bearing upgrades. Mm
0: -hmm. What's the turnaround? And
1: turnaround is a couple days because I'm doing it pretty much eight to ten hours a day.
0: Nice.
1: Except for so we, next week, um, and then shipping is like it. It really depends. I've got guys that ship me twenty-five reels and it costs them seventy bucks to ship, or you can ship them for like eight bucks. It's just right. you know, if you want to insure them, if you don't.
0: So you, so it's when twenty I, bucks when I reel said tray reels, it was insurance that gets you. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah. like you got to cover the shipping, and then do you charge the shipping on the way back then? Or
1: yeah, so if they ship them to me, I just uh, wait for them to get here, and I look at the re- the tag, of receipt, and then I just double it. I just add it to their, sure. their bill. So if they pay fifty bucks; it's fifty my way and fifty their way.
0: Right. If they insure it on the way to you, you insure it on the way back. If they don't, then
1: <laughs> yeah, most guys. I mean, if you pack them all well enough, you're you're fine, but. It really the just be- sending me like four thousand dollars in reels, and I understand they want insurance, so it's not a problem. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's more the 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 occasional package that they lose is not is the bigger concern than breaking a reel. So
1: yes, yeah, so and knock on wood, it's been it's been good. So
0: yeah, I heard a, a hor- I mean speaking, of, I mean like not reel related, but I heard a horror st- horror story with uh uh Buka. He was having some. He sent out like just giant box of bull shads or his something to, to a custom painter. They got them all painted and then they shipped them back to Bucca. So we're talking about an expensive, sure. bait, an expensive paint job. And then they lost them. Like it was like $3,000 worth of baits. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's not even like the money, like for custom paint, it's just all that time that just yeah. got wiped out. Like,
0: uh, well in the time for, I mean, like that's a handmade bait as well. So it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Um, do you uh, a punch fishing says he doesn't see many spinning reels on your uh, on your uh, social media. Do you not do spinning reels? I
1: try not to. I don't own a single spinning reel. Out of the forty-eight reels I own, I own
0: zero spinning reels. <laughs> Which will lead into our BFS topic here shortly. Which
1: goes into this guy right here.
0: Nice. Uh, what's the most reels you've sent or gotten at one time?
1: Uh, like thirty-five. Yeah. Forty. Guys that fish tours and stuff, they just send me all the reels. And sure.
0: Uh, he's located them, so. Just west of St. Louis. Um, shout out to Jacob's Flannel. For those that don't know, Nick is Nick's
2: Omnia's most recent hire. So.
0: Ah, all right. Yeah. Pete's donating a TDZ reunion show. What? Ah, I got a giveaway. All right. Very nice. Sounds good. Uh, so somebody screenshot this. And then Pete's so going remind Pete that he said this. Like we need to screenshot this so Pete knows that he said yeah. this. He's probably like three bourbons in, and he doesn't remember that he said it.
1: Yeah, he's probably uh, <laughs> probably got a couple of these. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome, Bob. Yeah, he, Bob found himself Pete, some playing off right now. good to hear. Don't awesome. tomorrow. With a note. He says he's good. With all right, milk. so we, we kind of segued in. Uh, we can come back to some real questions, but let's talk about the BFS. Okay. What is the BFS, tray? Tell us what it is.
1: So it is bait finesse system. It is – all right, so it's ultralight bait casting. I mean ultralight. Like I can throw down to a 16th of an ounce, absolutely no problem. I can wing trout baits and 1.5-gram baits. Uh, and dobbins just came out with a ultra like two ultralight casting rods that i helped uh, design and develop that took way too long um, they they had a rod i would say 12 or 13 years ago the dx 701 c finesse and at that time nobody knew what DFS was nobody nobody had a clue what it was so it really just didn't sell so he killed it. And I had a couple of them, showed a bunch of people. They loved it. I, I've caught so many giant smallmouth on the combos. Um, and I tried over the years to get Gary to come back with it. He was reluctant. We finally got it done late last year um, after like nine or 10 months of going back and forth with suppliers because COVID absolutely killed everything. So, there's a seven foot version and then the seven foot four version and they are zero power one sixteenth to five
0: ths so these are rated two to eight pound line rated for uh yeah a, a 16th to basically a quarter uh and i think the other thing that's unique about them i think they have a there's something about the tip right yeah solid carbon tips right because um with a standard graphite tip, it would be so tiny, right? That they would be really easy to snap. But these have a carbon tip.
1: Right? Yeah, so I mean it's a it's hard to show because it's like really long rod. Um but the prototypes we got in had like seven guides, but we went to I think 13 micros. Mm-hmm. So or 15. I mean it's it's a lot on the seven foot four, it's it's fifteen or sixteen. And the end of the, the tip is tiny. I mean, it's like hair thin. So they had to go to pure carbon because you couldn't get a uh, cylindrical piece of graphite to go that thin. Yeah. And, and so it's awesome. Make-
0: and they are for sale on the Dobbins, Rod. So if you're like, people are interested in this like crazy finesse bait caster. Um, do you know, is anybody else carrying them? Like,
1: uh, I think American Legacy, maybe. Okay. Um, I think that's it, though.
0: I don't know sure. how many they got in.
1: I know Gary, they, the first shipment they got in sold out in like two hours um, through their site. And then I guess
0: I got more in. So nice. Um, what's up, Gabe? Good to see you. Uh, so, from your perspective, why BFS? Why not throw? Uh, it's, a spinning rod. What what will this give us the pros and cons of like cuz uh, I feel like Jacob and I are more like if we're going to finesse we're going to throw spinning rods. So why why the BFS?
1: You guys are from the north, you're used to it. Um I've always just hated spinning reels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just seem so inefficient on casting weight-wise, uh gear ratio, um line I mean line management issues granted you can go to braid on a spinning reel and kind of delete that line management issue, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like the swim bait guys. I mean, guys are nuts about swim baiting. And now it's the complete opposite spectrum where guys want to throw tiny little micro baits for trout and smallmouth. And I, you know, I don't know what, I don't know. I've, I've always done it. I've done it for 10 or 12 years. Um, and it's an absolute blast. Like people go nuts when I walk up to the trout park and I'm casting a 16 ounce spinner and they're like on their fly rods, and you know, and I can go in and catch a couple of trout on four pound line on a bait caster.
0: So, have you like what applications? I mean, I get the trout and all that stuff, but like for bass fishing, like what are some, do you like throw the uh, uh hair, the jig, hair jigs hair with them and stuff like that? Hair
1: jig, ned rig, drop shot. Um, you can do I do like small rattle traps small jerk baits anything really small okay but ned rig i throw a ton of ned rigs on them.
0: but i think part of this though right like the rod is one part of this right But yeah. you can't just take a 99 nine dollar average bait caster and think you're going to cast a, a 16 ounce jig on a on a bfs rod right like what what, what do you need from a real standpoint
1: uh reels typically really shallow spool um like, really shallow. One second,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. This I mean, I don't is love I don't love spinning rods, but I'm okay it's with not connecting it, it. Like, I can't, uh, I don't know. I just it seems almost too niche, but I can see why some people love it. So, so this
1: is like a uh, dial Elphis Airstream, and you can almost see the spool through the line. Mm-hmm. Um, it just allows you to have better startup inertia on really light baits. I mean, it's designed for ultralight stuff,
0: sure. So, like, on a, I mean, are you normally casting to the spool most times almost, or
1: no? I mean, it holds enough. I mean, this is like four pound Yuzuri hybrid, which sure. is typically like seven pound normal line. Um, so it's got enough, like, the pixies and stuff have plenty of line.
0: So, what is what is the the least expensive reel that you think does a good job for the BFS? Like uh,
1: there's a cast King Zephyr. There's a couple like cast King stuff. Um, they make a bunch of like, I think they're like 70, 80 bucks maybe. So it's, it's not terrible. Um, now you can get into the higher dialos and Shimano's like the Aldebaran's and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you can start out pretty cheap.
0: Yeah, so we're just talking about that. Like, I was just wondering where JJ was, but he kind of was asking that same question. So, what are some other popular kind of like stock reels that are easy to get for the BFS?
1: Uh, Daiwa Pixie, you can find them used for 125, 150 bucks. Um, Aldebaran's Daiwa, uh, what else do I got? Like, there's just different variants of the Pixies. Um, and that's a great just finesse all-around finesse reel you can Mm -hmm. use them for crank baits and spinner baits and you know anything anything small
0: yeah and so you're always fishing like a straight floral or co-poly or something or
1: yeah either co-poly or floral i'll do a braid to a leader if i if i need to but typically like when i'm up north fishing for smallmouth and stuff it's just it's fluorocarbon
0: okay Here Walt says he tossed his spinning reels out last year. Uh one of those alphas Trey just held up. Uh there's also a few AliExpress specials, he said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean there's so much stuff that like man, and that's why the BFS market exploded in the last, I'd say, three years. Is because the, the Chinese market came out with all these BFS reels that were affordable for people to to kind of dip their toe in sure. without dropping like 400
0: bucks on a reel or 300 yeah. bucks, whatever. JJ says, "Is the stock uh, Baron work or do you need to change the spool? No,
1: you can do stock. Aldebaran's a great little reel.
0: What about the Crado 70?
1: Uh, you can do the Crado. I mean, like if you're throwing Ned rigs and stuff, I mean, it's...
0: So it depends how light you're going, right? If you want to yeah. throw a tiny trout bait or a hair jig, probably not.
1: Yeah. But if you want to do
0: a drop shot and a Ned rig, Crado 70 is just fine.
1: Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Because, I mean, you think the Ned, you're doing a tenth of an ounce or eight, whatever, plus the Ned, and that's pretty heavy bait anyway.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't know if I'm on board with the BFS, but I totally get why some people uh, like it, for sure. It's
1: fun. It's different.
0: I mean, you're throwing lighter line on your BFS than I am uh, on most of my... <laughs> people are sending me the requested screenshot that I asked for. Um, <laughs> um I was wondering why my phone was lighting up, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you're talking about four pound, seven pound. I don't typically even dip down that low with my spinning rods. I I rarely, rarely ever drop below eight pound on a on a braid to floral. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I do it just because it's a it's a whole lot more enjoyable for me and other guys to like fight a fish instead of just like like when I jig fish, I'm ripping twenty five pound of brazex or Tatsu and I just yank them in the boat. Yeah. But you start playing with that BFS stuff. you got to play the fish and fight them. and It's a pretty good time.
0: Yeah, cool. Honestly, I, know did, uh, Pete said I was going to say, uh, here's the, the, uh, the mentioned yeah, union reel. We're going we're gonna to bring this back to life and do a giveaway show sometime <laughs> in the future. That's the, uh, the the Pete's donated old workhorse reel. These are great me. reels. Uh, cool. What's up, YouTube Cuz? uh yeah he says yeah for trout and bat i mean if you love to trout fish and pass fish like that i mean like that's got the the ideal setup
1: Crappie Uh, fishing, like i went i used my bff setup this fall and was catching crappie on it throwing like a sixteenth ounce little crappie jig it's just crazy it's just nobody does it so
0: nice uh it's kind of like a growing trend right like this is like no different than like it's this just getting those those weird niches, right? Like the ultra finesse, the big baits are you know kind of niche, right? Like the, the super big baits. So it's all part of like niching down in certain parts of fishing that kind of bring different people different you know levels of joy and excitement to do things unique. Um, it's just
1: it's the complete opposite spectrum of throwing a seventeen ounce swim bait, you know,
0: two fifty depths and the, all that yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys are throwing five hundred dollars swim baits massive rides, reels, all that kind of stuff. And they're obsessed about it. I mean Buka and all those guys, KGB. And now you have the BFS sector, which has exploded in the last three years. Yeah. It's on the other other side of the spectrum.
0: So you're kind of a a, 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 a real guru. What what do would you say is your your rarest or a couple of your rarest reels in your collection? Uh
1: I don't know if it's, I mean, so this would probably be my rarest reel. This is a TDZ, but it is painted Lamborghini Gallardo orange from the factory overseas. So it is a a one-of-a-kind. Let's uh, see
0: that again, a little bit bigger. I got you.
1: It is a a one-of-a-kind, fully tricked out. It's got like 13 orange steel bearings, um, carbon handle. Fully custom spool, just an SV spool. But it is the uh, Lamborghini Gallardo oh, orange. Actually, uh,
2: Trey, can you put a BFS spool in a TDZ? I don't
1: think so. You can do an SV spool. Actually, the uh, that new uh, the Zillion spool fits in the TDZ. Hmm. It's the exact same size. It's swapped right in. So you can put that SV boost spool in the uh, TDZ, but I don't think it's any improvement or anything because it's different braking on the
0: side plate. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just reminder guys, like, I think there's a lot of people enjoying this show. We've been hovering right around a hundred, uh, live viewers between the Facebook and, uh, YouTube. So if you guys can remember to hit that, like share it out a little bit. I mean, I think people are, that are here are really enjoying what we're talking about tonight. So if you can help us reach a few more people. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting question. <laughs> is have either of you guys tried the, the, the pisky fun or pissy fun reels? Have you, have you held one? I've never held one. Um,
1: you know, I rarely get in the Cast Kings or the PC funds or uh, what is it, Six skill or any of that stuff. I hardly ever get those in,
0: but or even I think, my
1: favorite reels. I
0: mean, because I think there's a price point, right? Like, uh, you're not going to spend $20 to clean a $50 reel probably most often, right? I mean, that's kind of the
1: yeah, I mean, really honestly, like one of the best reels. Like for the money, is the best pro shops uh, pro qualifier. Mm -hmm. Like when they do the reel trading, I think you get it for like 60 bucks. And it's a great reel for that price.
0: I guess somebody's, uh, Walt says that they have some interesting looking BFS reels. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. All those. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's funny brandon (laughs) um
1: oh man hey call call space baby (laughs) i got no comment on that
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um i guess back to the real tune and we talked about cleaning reels and you do reading what are some of the most common upgrades that people do like what what is your bread and butter like what do people like to do just bearings and what where are those bearings going in reels like what bearings, what bearings are you specifically replacing
1: pretty much typically just the spool bearings so Shimano diawa typically have only two spool bearings um lose Abu's have three spool bearings and that's pretty much my number one upgrade that I do i go through thousands and thousands of bearings
0: and and those yeah. are uh is that just what casting distance basically? Or what do you get?
1: Yeah. So it's going to be distance, ease of casting, consistency, and you can cast uh, smoothness of the reel and then slightly lighter weights. Okay. Because they are full, they are a uh, ceramic hybrid. So it's an ABEX 7 ceramic hybrid. So it's ceramic balls in a uh, stainless steel race or bearing shield.
0: Okay. And so what is that like? So that's the basic upgrade people do. So over at... You go on the the cleaning and the basic upgrade. Yeah. So that's what fifty you said.
1: Yeah. So like for Dialas, the full works is forty five, and then for like losing Abus, it's fifty five because it's an extra bearing. And my pricing on Bocas is absolute best you'll find. Period. Just because I've I've sold them for twelve years, so I've got a good relationship with those guys.
0: Nice. Um. DJ says that's 25 bucks you'll ever spend. Uh, cool. So what, so for people that like, okay, like that's cool, right? That's your basic upgrade. Like what is like, what are some other cool things you do for people? Like for people that really want like to get stuff tricked out or fancy or like, what are some of the other more, I don't know, steps up like that you do or that are still common?
1: Uh, if you want to go full, Balls out, I mean, you can go straight ZPI, um, handles, knobs, drag stars, frame screws, um, cast control. I mean, you can go spend 200 bucks on a reel and then you can send it to me and I will spend your $400 to get it tricked out. Okay. Like, it's crazy.
0: Sky's the limit, really, on like tricking out a reel.
1: Yeah, I mean, ZPI handles are typically 125 bucks just for the handle. (laughs) Just for the handle.
0: which And you're like saving like a fraction of an ounce of weight? like
1: Yeah, it's essentially like you're saving a couple grams and that's maybe about it. People say maybe sensitivity. I don't, you know, who knows? It's carbon fiber.
0: That seems like a big disconnect, like from point A to point B.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can go like swept handles, carbon swept handles and all that kind
0: of stuff. I mean, it's...
1: It's crazy stuff, man. So it's,
0: it's kind of like the guys that like get a Harley for like twenty some grand, and they put another ten gram of chrome on it, right? So it's kind of the same yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, and a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys will want to. It's they want to color match their reel to go with the rods or the technique they're using, so they can just look at that color and be like, all right, so that's moving baits, that's vertical stuff, that's whatever. You know, just keeps it keeps it organized for them.
0: I, I have put some orange reel grips on my uh, extremes yeah. at time <laughs> I that's, mean, like I five, like, that's like five dollars
1: <laughs> yeah i match like my uh, rod socks to my dobbins series and that's really uh, about it
0: i have to match my rod gloves to my rods like i don't yeah. know what it is like um thoughts on the Bocas versus zpi versus hedgehog
1: uh three different styles of bearings for the money, Bocas, ZPI makes a fantastic, great bearing. They're going to be a little quieter. Hedgehog makes a great bearing, um, especially like their really finesse bearings. They have really small, very small ball bearings, so there's less startup and less uh, friction on them. But for general maintenance, Bocas, just because they're a great all-around bearing.
0: <laughs> Jack says Z. J-dubs. I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I, don't, I have no issues with my SV, but I think he probably doesn't have any oil in it. It's probably dry.
2: Who, where? where? Jack's the know. only
0: person I know that has issues with him. He's, he says, uh, can you, is Come it on, possible Jack. to make an SV actually feel oh. smooth? <laughs> it probably <laughs> needs a little bit of oil and grease in there. It's probably too dry. We talked about that early on. Um, is it possible to change the gear ratio in a reel? Or yeah, some... so if
1: the, gears, if the gears are available, yeah, you can change them. So if you if you want a faster Tattoo SV, you can get like the eight to ones and seven to ones. They all swap in the same frame. But parts are getting parts are just a pain to get right now.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh... Especially from Daiwa.
0: Punch says a ZPI is going to make their own reels instead of selling parts. Yeah, crazy. so they've
1: been making their own reels for eighteen months, and they stopped doing most of their trick parts.
0: <laughs>
1: but their reels are coming from Korea.
0: Any experience? I don't know this
1: livery. Yeah, they're uh, typically like Shimano livery handles, They're like these cool, like aluminum handles. They're really there's awesome looking or nice expensive but
0: yeah <clears throat> all right so white whale bringing us back to earth here we've been talking about like spending 400 dollars on upgrades what are some good budget rods and reels and we've talked on this a few times he kind of came late um you can kind of, what did you mention you, you thought the best bang for your buck was what that bass pro what
1: uh i would say like i mean the Tatula, CT, the Fuego, the Bass Pro Shops, um, I'm drawing a blank now, uh, Carbon, whatever it is, the whatever it is, sure. I can't think of it now.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends on what, partly like, well, what is, when you say budget, rod, and reel, what is, what does budget mean to you? That's a tough question, like, um, so.
1: But. Yeah, I mean, if you want like that sub-hundred dollars, the Fuego, um i think you can find even SLXs for under 100
0: bucks really i think it's easier to find good reels at a low price than it is rods to be honest these days so yeah but i think it's real for 225 two to two i mean 200 with a little if you use my code you can get a really good combo for 200 (laughs) Um,
1: yeah i mean you can get i mean there's a lot of stuff out there taiwan makes good rods for
0: yeah uh Oh, let's let's get this one here. Uh, what are Trey's thoughts on aluminum versus brass gears? And do you see a lot of issues with Daiwa's aluminum gears?
1: No, Daiwa's been using like a hardened gear material, like a hardened aluminum. Um, brass is going to be more durable just because it's a really hard material. It's going to be heavier. Um, and that's why the New Zillion U.S. versions coming with brass gears because U.S. anglers are power fishermen typically. So they want yeah. the brass gears.
0: Um, so I think it kind of depends on what you're doing, right? So like yeah. for most of your stuff, your reaction baits, casting football jigs, like all that, I mean, like you're not going to ever know the difference, right? But if like no. on your frog rod, on your punching brass. rod, on your big swim bait rods, that's when you probably want to make sure you have brass gears. In brass there. gears.
1: Yep. Aluminum is gonna be a little bit smoother just because it's a little bit softer material. But I mean, Sorry. I think one of the best dialers that ever, they ever made is the Steez, the Steez mm-hmm. A. And that's a, like a hardened aluminum, like brass aluminum, whatever it is. But
0: yeah. So anything you're winching on, think about brass, but otherwise yeah. the aluminum is probably the way to go. Yeah. I mean, Shimano
1: uses a ton of aluminum gears. So.
0: So this is a distant question, Brennan but I guess it probably depends on what credo you're talking about. <laughs> uh like, I mean, that's kind of open, right? Like, are we talking about the old ones? Are we talking about the E's? Are we talking about the G's? Are we talking about the K's? Like, we need a little more, I think, right? If I gave
1: you a Corrado on a hundred bucks, what would you do to make it feel better?
0: I mean, right? You want to kind of need to know which Corrado we're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the, I think the worst Corrado they ever made was a Corrado G. That was kind of an abomination to the Corrado name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was an off-year... For whatever reason, manufacturing—I don't know if they switched factories, but
0: I don't think that's true, Bob. I don't know. I've not heard anybody else have any issues with that. So, uh, send me a message; I'll help you. Work Bob, if through you're that. trying to buy the
2: edge boxes, it won't
0: stack. Yeah. You can yeah so, send
2: send Rich a message, or you can uh, write in on Omnia. There's a there's chat a few feature.
0: then there's a few other products that it doesn't work, but it works on most things. Um, yep. Oh, he's saying the uh, the 200K or the 70MGL. What would you do with $100 upgrades on either one of those reels? Like, what would you?
1: Uh, hmm. I just did a Corrado K. I just did pretty much a cleaning and bearings and a polish on it. Um. It's a pretty ball. I mean, it's a solid reel. It's got brass gears and all that kind of stuff. It's a good power reel. So it I think that's need
0: much right. Like so, you'd say clean, polished bearings. Like you don't even need to spend hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, not really. I mean, it's it's a solid. A lot of the Shimano stuff is, you know, like the K's, the SLX's, um, MGLs. It's uh, they're some really good power reels. Uh, they're a little bit heavier. They're a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. But they're uh, they're typically a power reel, opposed to like the new Daiwa Tetula SV. It's a it's a pretty small reel. Sure. It's an awesome all around reel, but.
0: Pacemaker says our Bass Pro and Lose reels the same. If they're
1: made, if they're in the, if it says stamped in Korea, they're typically made in the same factory.
0: Evidently, Chad thinks I <laughs> say you, "Corrado" funny. <laughs> well, how should I say it's Corrado, Corrado? Like what? <laughs> It's a Minnesota accent, eh? <laughs> I mean, you're from Oklahoma. You're probably wrong, Chad. So I'm just <laughs> going to throw that out there. I mean, I'm OG. I had the Red Corrados back in the day. Like,
1: Yeah, the original. Yes. Like, yeah, I had that on Scorp- the
0: Loomis like 804 or something like that, or 844 back <sighs> in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now the Scorpions are... Red. <sighs>
0: optional you'll have to get the optional scissors optional scissors well maybe you guys can get like the arsenal braid scissors and then like we could do a combo pack with some visors or something like that um but uh hella Bass special yeah Hmm. or like if you want if you order it and you write a note i'll go into the shop and cut it how's that Put a special request in the note. It might take an extra day Rick to ship. Stop on his way in, home from work, I'll go in and cut a hat for you if you want. Um, you can do the that highest? any day you want, Rich. What's that? You can do that any day you want. Sounds good. Can I write some notes while I'm there? Gladly. Uh, what's the highest gear ratio you own? Eight one to one. I think that's the same for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I thought about getting that zillion ten, but I'm like, what What am I going to use it for?
0: I mean, so I've heard a couple different things about this. This is a good discussion point, I think, in general for reels, since we're talking so much on reels tonight. <clears throat> like, back in the day, everybody said, like, you go up in reels, you lose all your torque. Right. But I've also heard the newer reels, because of the gears and the components are better, that's not as big a deal. What are your thoughts? Is that still an issue? Like, where do you think the sweet spot and what are your thoughts? I mean, like, is it a big, has that changed over the years or is it still the same thing that it was 20 years ago? Like you lose power. Well, I mean,
1: if you look at like 20 years ago, six, three to one was like the fastest gear ratio you could possibly buy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but the gears that they had in them were tiny. I mean, they were like the size of a quarter and now you see some of the gears and they're massive. Um, oh, so you know, eight, to one, eight one-to-ones is what I flip with, and I have no issues forcing fishing. And, you know, my frog reels is seven, three to one. Um,
0: I, I, I haven't had any issues lately. I mean, yeah. if you so what? one I mean, one-to-one. Are you consciously going down to the seven to three because of that for a frog, or is it just because you like that reel for frogging? I just like that reel for frogging. So because we love a good frog, what's your frog setup?
1: Uh, it's gonna be a Dobbins champion 736. That's or 735. I throw Mm -hmm. a 736, and then the reel I've got on that is a Daiwa Zillion HLC that I swap gears to 73 to one and brass gears.
0: Nice.
1: And then 65 pound uh, Seaguar Smackdown. And then my frogs. Um, I like the Jackal Caras. Jack Ocabaccio, the Depth Slither K. Um, Discontinued True Tungsten Second Gens, which there are like three on eBay right now for 135 bucks. What?
0: Yeah, that's a little rich for my blood. And I've got <laughs> I was gonna say I got a whole bunch of them sitting over in that box over there. Forty 'em. <laughs> I've got a ton we of them. We have to do a, we should we should do a frog show. When we come back and do the reunion show, we'll talk frogs. Yeah, well. I love
1: frogging. Uh, watching Rubanus throw a frog in 50 degree water.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Nice. So many questions. Oh man. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm the same, you know, gap to that. Um for me. Uh yeah. Most of my stuff is seven to one. I've got a few six to threes for a few of my reaction baits that just helps me slow down every once in a while. Uh, But most of my stuff, seven to one, and I got a few eight to ones, which I like for like some of my like pitching, you know, not necessarily like flipping, but like pitching, right? Like if I'm real heavy, like then I kind of want that seven to one. I think at least mentally that feels more right to me for like winching on them. Um, How about you, Jacob? What are your thoughts on gears for reels and what do you like? I would say
2: almost all of my reels are seven. I've got a couple of eights. I was gonna ask Trey that new Zillion that came out or that's coming. Would do you think that'll lose power if you go from a seven to an eight? For If I'm if I'm doing a, I'm gonna put it on a I'm gonna put it on an eight fifty four or yeah an eight fifty four. Uh, Vertical flipping. Like an open water grass rod, like grass flipping rod, and then um, like a dock rod.
1: Nah, you should be all right just because of the brass gears.
0: Good.
1: I mean, I I flip with the eight to one, like Steve's Limited, which is like a hybrid. So, yeah, that new Zillion shouldn't lose any of that power. But I I really do think like seven to one now, I think is the new six, three to one. As far as
0: power or just as far as like everyday use? Everyday use. Yeah.
1: I think the real technology nowadays with like double bearing pinions and all that stuff, I think they've come so far and you just don't lose that power in the, in the gear ratios.
0: Yeah. I don't think you feel it as much either. Cause like back in the day, people love to crank with five to ones, right? Because like back in the day a six, three, like if you were deep cranking, like it was hard to crank it, you'd feel the resistance. But now the, like you talked about the size of the gearings and all the, the stuff you talked about, you don't feel that through the reel, right? You don't, like, get tired of reeling no. a 7-to-1 on a deep crank, so. No. Uh, is the Boom Boom Rog any good? I mean, as far as I know, the Boom Boom Frog is almost identical to the Champ 736 with a few tweaks. And
1: uh, and if he's talking about the frog, the actual like Boom Boom, like, frog. Uh, oh,
0: yeah I, guess, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know if you're talking about the rod the or the frog, frog. That's a good yeah. point.
1: Yeah, the uh, rod's exactly the same as the Champ. It's just green. Yeah. But the uh, the Frog, like the first Gen 1 was terrible. I hate to say it because it had the same profile body as the True Tungsten, that kind of like keeled body. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, he's made changes to keep the weight in and use a stronger glue on the uh, that like Velcro stuff on the top. But it walked really easy. It skipped well. It had a good hookup ratio
0: yeah decent for me i mean yeah i've I've fished it a fair amount it gets bit i've had decent hookups i don't know that i have enough data to say that, like it's amazing or that it's bad right. um i'm with you rich i've only fished it once yeah i mean the velcro thing is dumb <laughs>
2: yeah
1: you know so the, with the velcro you can yeah. i don't understand i get it but i you know whatever um uh, I know guys that put like a uh, scent and stuff on the frog, but like it's a frog; it's getting blown up from the bottom. So nice.
0: I'll stick the I feel like there's so many frog questions, we can't avoid this. I feel like we just gotta like steer into the the skid at this point. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, who tosses the slither K twenty dollar frog? Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't own one. Uh favorite poppin' frog and any thoughts on the river to see ish frog? Uh poppin' frog would be like the gabacho for me.
1: Or the uh what's the six Sense one? The vega frog? I
0: think, think that's vega? a poppin' frog. Yeah, the vega. I mean I think Vega's the terminator poppin' and frog is actually a pretty decent poppin' frog if you're looking for something yep. a little more affordable. It's a little uh, bit bigger. It's a little bit bigger. There's the uh, yeah. Terminator Poppin' Frog. I have not thrown the Ish Frog much. Um,
1: the Bat Mat or whatever? Yeah.
0: Is the Diode Catalina reel any good? Say what?
1: Oh, the pink one? I don't know. I think it's pink. It's a deep pranking reel. Hmm.
0: Zoom Frog. Have you tried it? It's pretty big, I guess. Uh, no, uh, me neither. Um, what frog brands do you like? We talked about this earlier. Um, like I said, I think both Trey and I are, are big fans of these guys, but you can't get these anymore. This is the old true tungsten. Uh, You're I want genuine. that
1: one in your left hand. Is
0: this is this
1: my left, <laughs> the white one, yeah. You just gotta trim those those feet a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, this one's trimmed.
1: Yeah, they're great frogs, man. They are super soft. This one can
0: use a new skirt.
1: Great, great frogs.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I have any. Oh yeah, this is my favorite color right here. Yep. That looks like a first gen. No, it's nice and yeah. soft. I, I have a whole box of those. They're my practice frogs and some other ones, right. and I like I'll feed those to the pike all day on the river. Um yep.
1: yeah, the first ends are a little stiff. They're uh they're grenel bait.
0: Uh another frog that I like that's discontinued is the Evolved Nervous Walker. Okay, yep. Super soft as well. Bigger hooks, a little bigger profile. Um it was kind of like
1: a uh, coppers, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's kinda it's not way different than a live target. It looks, it looks yeah. really similar, yeah. But it's a little bit a little bit bigger, one. better hooks. Um, softer. Um, but current ones, I like the Terminator. Um I use a decent amount. Just the regular Terminator frogs. I, like I think they're underrated, to be honest. Um, I've played around with the Boom Booms a little bit, which I... Here's one of them. Um, it's got that, like we talked about, The white. Let me find a non-white one because white shows up so terrible on stream. (laughs) Yeah, here's a here's a black and red. Boom, boom. For those that haven't seen this, but uh, so it's got this little velcro patch, which we can all agree is just gimmicky. But otherwise, it's it's got it. It walks nice. Uh, It's got pretty good hooks in it. Uh, The newer ones are soft. Um, I mean, durability. I haven't had any issues with like. As I say, this one's missing a weight. So there you go.
1: Yeah, it's probably one of the the, like early revisions because I had the same issue, with it, and then I heard he changed it. So,
0: Um, I guess here's a ish frog. I don't know that I've thrown it much, but I do have one. Um, I mean, Spro is good. Boo you? I I think the the pad crasher is great for the money frog. I mean, like, uh, no, any other frogs you guys want to throw out there? Yep. Yeah, I've heard good things about the jackal. I haven't fished them. If Uh, if you, the
1: jackal cara, that's a freaking sweet frog.
2: That thing gets bit. It's small, but it's
1: heavy. It walks really well, and it's nasty, sharp hooks, and it's a great little
2: frog.
0: Yeah. White whale, we did a deep dive. You're going to have to catch the reply. We too. 20 minutes talking about the BFS. You're going to have to go back and catch that. Um, Two and a half inch or three inch. I like the bigger uh, Terminator frog. I don't, the small ones, too small. <laughs> the big one's bigger than normal, and the, the 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 smaller one is too. I don't know. I like the, the regular size frogs. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else is. Uh, I don't know. I mean the strike, and there's so many good. Fro- the striking frogs pretty good, honestly. The Sexy Frog is a good frog for the money, like. I mean, if, if you're, like, on the river, you need a frog, and you go into Gander, I mean, you can get the Spro, you can get the Pad Crasher, you can get the Sexy Frog, you can get the Terminator. I mean, there's a lot of decent frogs out there. Um, uh, is there ones? What would you guys think of, like, more though like the, what are frogs to avoid? Like, frogs that you think are just, like, you're never going to hook a fish. They're terrible. Um, Guggenfrog? Yeah, I was going to say the Guggenfrog. I've heard, like, terrible uh, things about...
1: It's just, it says it's bite really, me on it. Come on.
0: It's really hard.
1: The rubber's really tough.
0: Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, when do you choose a popping versus a walking frog? Uh,
1: for me, I guess when bluegill. Like when you can hear those gills like popping under pads or grass or under docks. Usually like that May, June here is mm-hmm. when you can hear them like sucking under the, the docks for uh like algae and stuff or in the fall for shed but
0: yeah i mean i, yeah. I, mean, I i'm probably 80 90 walking frog i don't know i just have a lot more confidence in the walking frog and because we have so much vegetation in minnesota though definitely like when you get around real thick stuff that popping frog does like just tends to like grab too much stuff and it kind of reduces your inefficient it makes you less efficient fishing the frog um, so i do think you definitely want sparser or open water uh, you know, for a popping frog, so if you're fishing a lot of bare banks and around like wood and riprap, I mean, a lot of the, the popping frogs probably a bigger part of your game. Um, but if you're in like where we fish, where there's a lot of vegetation, a lot of pads, a lot of rice, a lot of duckweed, I think the walking frog is my day in, day out. Um, Copper the Coonhound says hi, I'm with you, Rich. Um, Hard bait frogs avoid them like the plague. To be honest, I'd rather just throw a hard bait, I don't really need a one that looks like a frog. Uh, that guy sounds smart. Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit
1: of
0: delay there. any upgrade suggestions for a core 51 MG7? I mean
1: bearings just it really depends on how much you want to spend
0: yeah anyway keep the weight in the terminator i have not had unusual problems with the terminator i would say it's normal amount of weight problems i mean it's like that's just like a i don't know if there is a perfect frog that like never loses its weight to be honest um the second gen true tungsten Uh, uh toads? yeah i think toads have a place i still like them every now and then especially in like that when you find that right duckweed on the river where it just gurgles and it's just like not super thick but just that thin like uh, or around eelgrass that toad can be really amazing Um yeah and
1: Ryan, a, lot do, a lot of guys are putting those toads on buzzbaits
0: yeah but just, I don't think a lot of people fish them naked anymore, which they definitely have a place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trash Panda, garbage, uh, I've heard same. I haven't tried one myself. Uh, Jay says he feels good about his tackle edition compared to the people that hang out in these streams and, and watching us. So if, if, if that helps you cope, Jay, we're glad to help. Uh, this is a safe place. Um, there was somebody else. That talks about the pop and perch. Have either of you guys fished the pop and perch? I haven't. I've been intrigued because, like, if you watch any of Todd's videos, right, he like talks them up and they sound amazing. And then you go and attack a warehouse and the reviews just destroy them. So I'm like, I don't know who to believe.
1: <laughs> I think the the other frog to stay away from is a live target gill sunfish. Uh,
2: yeah, oh, yeah.
1: That thing's
2: really bad.
1: I like you'd cast it and that thing would like hook to your left or hook to the right. And I'm like, you couldn't hook up on them. They're terrible.
0: Yeah. I think it seems like any of those, I mean, I think you're just better off going with a frog that's painted like a bluegill than trying to like go with any of those like bluegill frog style baits from what I've seen. None of them really work correctly. Uh best mat frog. Yeah. So I anytime I'm fishing mats, I definitely add some BBs or some rattle or something to the inside to, to weight it down and make a more noise and to make a deeper depression on the mat. Um that's a common mod on duckweed mats. I don't know what you guys think. Um fat mad daddy. Um the bully wah, I have not played around with. I don't know if you guys have thrown it. Scum frog. I just don't like the hooks in them. Those old, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. they get bit, but the frog, the hooks just aren't the best. they if you throwing opinion. like a medium, medium heavy,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> throw the old uh, scum frog on a medium with uh, a twelve pound f- mono <laughs> on your on your BFS rod. Yeah, there you go. The top toad. Have you guys played with the top toad? I know Gabe's a big fan of the top toad. Mm-hmm. It's like a combination. Uh, Floating frog and buzz frog.
1: Hmm.
0: Preaching to the choir, Joe. One frog, what would it be? I don't, know. I don't want to live in such a world, so I refuse to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably for me it'd be I the take old bro or that care a frog. I yep. guess it depends. Are we talking about frogs that you can still buy, or frogs that you can't buy anymore?
1: <laughs> yeah, I probably go the Jekyll Carol.
0: Yeah, I don't know about the new frog. I'm still finding my way with the new frogs, but boy. So here's a good question: uh, Have you are you are you a swamp donkey guy, Trey?
1: I've got maybe like one or two of them.
0: Just, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, there's a lot of. People are excited about the old... I mean, I mean, they, these are another frog that goes for big money on eBay, if you can find the originals. Um,
1: Which is crazy, because didn't tackle make that exact same bait?
0: Well, Teckle, and then now Swamp Dot... I mean, Reaction Invasion still makes it again. Yeah, and right. So I've actually bought the tackle I've bought the new ones. I've got some of the old ones. I'm going to do a full analysis and do a video, wow. old versus new, and determine if there really is any difference between any of those frogs and whether you need to pay... $50 for the old ones, if you need to pay $15 for the tackle, or if you can just pay $9 for the current Swamp Bounty. So right. More to come on that. Uh, uh, it's hard. Somebody says Savage Gear Frog, which is surprisingly, because I feel like everything Savage Gear is weird. Uh, man. Perfect Frog. Rich, what's your setup for watching the elite series and the red crest at the same time? It's pretty simple. I just watched bass live. <laughs> Honestly, I tried to watch, like, I like totally forgot Monday until lunchtime the red crest was even on and I had it on while I was working. And like, I don't know, it's weird. There's something about the way they do it. It doesn't captivate me like bass live does. I, I don't know. I can't put my thumb on exactly what it is, but I mean, I like a lot of those guys over there and I would rather watch fishing than not to watch fishing, but like, it doesn't, I think it might be the lack of fantasy fishing. Honestly, that could be like a big po- part of it is like, I have no skin in the game. I have no rooting interest because I'm not like picking a team. I'm not sure. What do you guys but, think? Like, uh, I'm just not a fan of the announcers. So yeah, I think, it, I think it's the style of the announcers. Yeah. I think it's the lack of fantasy fishing it. and it's, because I like those guys. I mean, most of them. There's a few guys. I mean, there's there's guys I don't like on all the tours, honestly, like that I don't really care for. But like, I think it has to do with like the production, the announcers, and a couple of those things. It's just hard to get into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I watched a little bit today, and one of the guys, I won't mention his name, you know, he's he, he sets up on a fish, and he's like, oh, it's a good one, good one. And it jumps. He's like, oh, it's a really big one. It's a big one. He gets it in, one pound, 13 ounces. I'm like, bro. Not even You've won like million dollars, and it's like, come on! Like, I don't know if it's just fabricated drama or.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, How about the views. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys fish the the sprinkler style frogs? The the. Uh, man, it's been a while. I played
2: it all. You talking a the tackle bit? springer? Yep.
0: Yeah. Or the like the booyah, I you
2: know, like that. them.
0: The hooks are god awful. Oh, and the
1: tackle, the sprinkler,
2: yeah, they're like a quarter inch away from the bait.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's more of like that open water, I guess. Yeah,
0: I mean, I like the idea of it, right? But this is what you're talking about, like, right? Those hooks you can see are like. Off the bait. So, like around, like, yeah, rice, reeds, em- true emergent vegetation, that can be a little but like there is a time and a place for it. Um, but it gets big I think for sure. A, a lot of times, I probably would rather just throw a ribbit or a something like that to get the same effect or a you know, a striking rage. A Toad. Yeah, I mean, if you're in open water, right, just throw the plopper. If you're in the cover, right. I'd probably almost prefer the buzz frog most of the time. But or the top toad. Uh, dun-dun. JJ agrees with me. The doctor says oh, is a suffer horny tone, but you can't stop it. JJ say agrees with me. That's why we can't watch it. What's going on, man? But we should maybe touch on fancy fishing. Like, hey, do you play, Trey, do you play fancy fishing? Yep. Yep. I yeah. actually did pretty well on the first tournament. Ooh, he's bragging. So, like, reminder tomorrow the elite starts. Uh, so get your lineups in. If you didn't watch my video, there's still time. Uh, if you haven't joined uh, the Omnia group, it's right up there at the top. Join the Omnia group. If you haven't joined my group, uh, number three number three so all those groups prizes this is your like final reminder if you haven't got a team in make sure you do that um man what's uh punch on so what's your association with omega
1: so i've been with omega for uh i'd say eight years maybe helped the uh, second owner kind of keep the company afloat design baits for them and then it got bought out by Brad and Michelle, okay. I guess, four or five years ago, um, and I pretty much design and custom paint their some of their heads, like their spinnerbait heads, their chatterbait heads, did their swimbait heads, um, and just do special orders for them. If guys want a special color, then I'll just custom paint for them.
0: Yeah, Brock wants to know favorite tournament fishing. Uh overall or maybe it's like what's a couple guys you guys really like to pull for it's hard to pick just one
1: uh Brandon Seth
0: is it Paulnick and Fighter is that what you're saying Yeah Yeah Patrick Seth the Canadians
1: Yep yeah. Chris Crow, good dude
0: Yeah I'm a big Brandon Lester yeah, I Want to see, I see Chris will Yep I like Custer's Brandon good. Lester a lot yeah, there's a lot of guys I like, but those are a couple. Um, Hackney. Yeah. Now he's back. Hackney Christie. Yeah. Um, Maybe, yeah. So, like, this is a good time. If anybody's got oh. any, like, rod questions, especially Dobbins, we could run through a few of those. One ounce treble hooks, top rod. So, we're talking what, like, super spooks? Big ploppers that announce 735. That's what I was gonna say. 735 fishing on braid. Um, same. Uh, yeah, my group has a 000. password it's jigs for pigs, all lowercase with the number four. So jigs for pigs is my, I just put it in the chat. Um, if you're trying to so join, the a beat, vote for Steve that, Kennedy. Really. Kennedy. I'd like to pull for Kennedy. I just won't pick him in a fantasy group. Like I'm a fan. Exactly. Pick him <laughs> he's in fantasy he's never one uh, to pick. Uh. Yeah, cool. So I don't know. Any other rod questions? What other topics? Anything you guys want to touch on? Was there anything else? Oh, you know what? We gotta talk about the giveaway while we're looking for Rod questions. Uh so Trey's got how many how many uh wakes can somebody walk away with?
1: Oh man. Let's do four.
0: Four wakes, uh, picked best colors by Trey. And what you need to do to enter is when this replay goes up, when we're done, probably in another 20 minutes, half an hour, what I want you to do is leave a comment with. What's a good comment. What baits that we looked at from the Omnia were you most excited about that we showed tonight? So go down in the comments Leave a comment to enter which one of the baits, the Adrenaline Craw, the Namiki Vault, the River to Sea Crank, the Fritz Side, the Gambler Big Easy. Which one of those were you most excited about uh, that we showed you tonight? And that's how you get in. And then next week when we have Josh Straschner on, Bassmaster Elite Series Pro, during that live stream, we'll do a live random comment selection. Um, So that's how you can win four TH Customs wakes. So there you go uh rod questions thoughts on jerk bait rod length i really like the 704 CB i'm a big seven foot jerk i don't think you need a short rod for jerk baits
1: i do the same rod 704 or 705 for like plus twos yeah. 120s maybe
0: and trey you're not like a super tall guy right i don't think like
1: i'm five nine so i've been using it 704 are you the
0: average man? It's not like you feel like you need this like special six eight rod to throw a jerk bait or anything.
1: Me personally, no, but a lot of guys like that six eighty four if you're bank fishing.
0: Sure, I, I just feel like that was a little. I feel like the six eighty four is seven footer. footer for you, Jacob. Jacob also is not a center on any. Not engage. that I'm seven feet tall. <laughs> no. no, I know he looks like it, but he's definitely Certainly not. Seven. not. Um, so yeah, we're all seven footers, and we like that kind of four power rod reaction rod uh, chatterbait rod which uh, one do you like are you a 736 cb guy or what is your rod of choice
1: that's one rod i'm going to pick up before the, the beginning of season um i do a 703 sierra or a 704 yeah i
0: 733 703 yeah. all great rods in your budget i think like honestly Unless you're, like, super into chatterbaits, that three-power Dobbins is the way to go. Like, because then yeah. you can use it for a lot of things. Like, you can throw a senko with it. You can do, I mean, like, it's a very versatile rod. If you feel like you are, like, into chatterbaits where it's always on your deck and, like, you're, like, then you can look at one of those special reaction bait rods. I know, like, there's some good ones from Daiwa. Dobbins has some good dedicated, like, the 735 and 736 CB. Uh, what are some of the ones you like? Uh, jacob from diala uh that new rebellion the seven four seven four glass rod
2: that's a cool one it's a heavy it's compared to the old evergreen uh the the original jackhammer rod it's
0: it's got to be half the weight that thing was a brick i love the action on it but it's a brick I'm, I'm weird and this is not useful to anybody. I use the 754 Zeta to throw my bladed shakes, <laughs> which is a rod that none of you can get. So <laughs> it's a prototype rod that never made it to market. Um, JJ wants you to break down those two BFS rods the 704 versus this, or 740 versus the 700 Sierra. Is it just length uh, or is there any other differences? <clears throat>
1: if you want an all round rod, the 700, uh, 740 is what I use for vertical stuff drop shots, NED rigs, um, heavier hair jigs. 700 you can use for everything crankbaits, NEDs, jerkbaits, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Sycamore, can you get most Dobbins rods or corks? Um, I think the Fury is a combination cork and foam. Right. And then the Colts are foam only. So, um, anything the from, anything from Sierra Caden and up is going to be all cork, except for a few. Right, the swim bait rods have the foam, and a few other like specialty rods have some foam, depending on that. But actually, Gary's a big like cork nut. He's he's he loves his cork. He actually puts much better cork on rods than a lot of people do. So, if you're a cork fan, Dobbins has high quality cork. I mean, that's that can't be argued. I don't think so. Um, Especially the ecstasy. I have not. I don't have an ecstasy yet. I've I've uh, restrained myself thus far. Um, good rides. So some people are saying they're excited for the wakes. Till uh, so Pete, he needs to bring wakes to work tomorrow. All right, Pete, bring some wakes. Jacob wants to lay his eyes on them. Um, got a Dobbins Champion medium with moderate action, good for crankbait. bait. Uh, so I think if you're talking like a three power. They're, they're decent crank rods. I mean, if you're looking for something that you can, like, be versatile with. I mean, I throw, like, lipless cranks on a 733, a decent amount. I don't always use a specific crankbait rod for that. Um, so, baitcaster for Ned Rigs? Is that the 70, 700 for you, or... Uh, you have a different rod that you throw Ned Rigs on? If he's talking, like, real... Um, Oh, it's a baitcaster. Sorry. Yeah. I guess.
1: Uh, Ned rigs are... Come, come on, Rich. They're not that heavy. I mean, <laughs> they're... Uh, you could go Tattoo SV, depending on how heavy you are with the Ned rig. Um, Tattoo SV will throw pretty light baits for not getting into that BFS territory. Daiwa with Pixies. Um, Shimano. What is it? The uh, Corrado 50s?
0: 50s or 70s
1: yeah. yeah 50 or 70s are good for it um depends on the
0: model year whether it's a 50 or 70 depending on yeah i think
1: and i, I know Shimano's. they came out with the slx bfs over in japan but it won't be coming over here
0: uh jj says is there is there much action flex difference between them, or just length between the two just length Uh looking for a new three eighths half-ounce jig rod for throwing standard wire jigs around shell cover. I have not used the 754 ecstasy, but if I was gonna go, I would definitely go 755 for that. Not a seven that's me personally. I like the five power uh Dobbins for that. I mean, like I use the 705 champion extreme. Uh, actually, if I was gonna get the ecstasy, I mean if I was doing skipping a lot, I'd go 725. If it was more flipping and pitching, and you weren't worried about accuracy and skipping, then I would go 755. What are your thoughts, Trey? I mean, what?
1: You... Um half ounce for sure is what I use for the 725 and 755s that I have. If you, if you're going quarter to three eighths, I'd say 754. But once you hit that three eighths with a trailer, half with a trailer, go with the, the five power.
0: I mean, if your trailer looks like this, five. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or, or like a bile crawl or something like that. I mean, it's the trailer alone is
0: heavy enough, so I can tell you what it is. I've got a scale right here. An next zone crawl weighs three eighths of an ounce. There you go. Yeah, so you,
1: you put that with the three eighth ounce, even if you chop it, yeah, you know, you're over a half ounce. So,
0: this really seems like a personal question, doesn't it? Uh, I'm more in front of myself, I guess, with a jerkbait, Typically, I don't know what you guys. I'm like a 45 degree angle, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What is the 45. largest crank that you recommend for the 705 CB?
1: Uh.
0: I think his assessment is accurate. I wouldn't throw much bigger than a DT10 on a 705. No. Part of that's I mean, length, I
1: don't like dd 22s but. That was because I needed to.
0: Yeah, I mean, in a pinch you can do it. But, yeah, I mean, like getting to those deeper rods, I want a longer rod. I want a 765 typically, not a 705. Um, I think that new 735 Caden crankbait rod will be a really interesting rod. If you're looking for something that will kind of do a little more, I think that will be a really good rod. I haven't tried it yet. Um, Drop shot rod, uh, for me, anything – a 702 in your budget spinning rod is what I use. Like whatever your budget is, 702 spinning rod. Um, Trey will tell you to buy some fancy bait caster with a shallow spool, but
1: (laughs) yeah, 702. Even I know that.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you're into chatterbaits, people love the 736 CB. I have not tried one, but so many fans of that rod. Um, But there's a lot of other good rods. I mean, me, I prefer the graphite composite. I'm not a big fan of the glass rods, just in general, across, you know, whether it's Dobbins or not. Um, Did you see Pete's uh, question? Not yet. I'm I'm probably behind a little bit. JJ always will recommend the 734 for everything. If you ever... My gosh, what happened? Will Omnia carry the 300-size Kratos? I think so.
2: Tell Shimano to ship something to somewhere that isn't big box. Yeah. <laughs> Personal message. Yeah.
0: Getting reels are the issues. Uh, small body crankbait rod. Uh, I like the seven hundred four CB. Um. Mm, Swim bait rod. Seven ninety five Fury. Seven ninety five Fury or Champ, depending on your budget. Uh. Shadow Hates Cork. Anyone have the 724 Sobey Rod? I do not. Nope. I think they got a few in. I don't know. Uh, the XTC 755. Big fan.
1: Yeah, I let my buddy
0: Joe borrow it. He uh, got spoiled. <laughs> Trivia for Trey. Oh, I just lost it. Which Elite Series venue did his wakes first cash a check? I'm going to say Sabine River. Who was it? Who was throwing it? Uh,
1: I think it was Seth. Nice. That's my guess, but I I don't know.
0: Nice. Cool. We're all caught up. Rapid fire. So right about two hours. So... Jacob, you, you've hung in there. You were just going to stay for a few minutes and here you are a <laughs> few yeah. hours later. Congratulations. And this shows that Jacob is a big uh, bait junkie like the rest of us. Um, so cool. Well, I think we'll just maybe uh, if a few more questions, it's kind of like your last call. A um, couple things, reminders. If you like what you saw, obviously the codes are on the bottom for Arsenal and Omnia. You Save yourself some money, support the show. Uh, We'd love having you guys on. Uh, check out uh, Trey's website, uh, which is – I'll bring that back up one more time. It'll be in the description. Um, we'll just flash that back up here quick so everybody can see that that maybe missed it earlier. But if you're looking for real tuning, cleaning, custom crankbaits, upgrades to your reels, uh, if you got questions about super high-end, nerdy Daiwa stuff, he's your guy um uh so make sure you check that out
1: i'll
0: vouch for this the show, cleaning
2: too
0: what's that vouch for the cleaning okay yeah uh, <laughs> i'll vouch for
2: the cleaning too yeah
0: yeah so uh if you missed it the replay is going to be up leave a comment to enter it for the wakes if you don't you can listen to the uh audio version of this on podcast so if this is too much for you to watch on youtube on a computer screen you can listen to it while you walk the dog exercise driving to the lake, whatever it's going to be, uh, working on more reels, <laughs> working like, yeah, cleaning reels, uh, whether you're doing it for hire or doing it for yourself. Um, so those are all things to keep up. Um, and then next week, Josh Straishner, and that's when we'll do the drawing for the wake baits. Um, a couple questions here. Um, yes, Brock, you can still get in my Bassmaster league. You can still get in the Omni league. Um, what Sierra models do you prefer over a champ? Interesting question. So, in general, the Sierras have a slightly slower action than the champions. Not by a lot, but a little bit. Um, so, I think it depends on what you want to do. So, like if you were looking for, let's say, a reaction bait rod, but you didn't want to go to a champ crankbait rod, right? You wanted something a little more versatile, then getting like a three power Sierra would be a good option that would be a slightly slower action still would be okay for like fish and senkos and worms, but you could also double as a crankbait spinnerbait rod pretty good. So I think just know that the Sierras have a slightly slower action. So depending on what you like for rods, that's how I would gauge that uh, you're giving up a little bit in like blank quality um, and components, but not a ton. So that's, I mean, personal preference. Um, I have not thrown the access. I don't know if you guys have. You guys either one of you guys thrown the access or the jabberjaw? Nope. Yeah, I'm thinking about yeah, getting some. I haven't crazy. even seen one in hand yet. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, thanks, Pete. Thanks, Punch. Uh, glad you guys enjoyed the show. I thought there was a lot of good, uh, uh, nerdy bait talk here tonight, and gear talk, and rods and reels, which is always fun. Uh, time flew uh nathan says he's waiting for his reels tray so they didn't uh, show up <laughs> <laughs> which, but, means uh, yeah. which
1: means yeah i show up tomorrow and i gotta knock them out before i leave so
0: <laughs> you can take them with reels don't take that much space than the carry yeah. on right i mean i'm sure your wife would be totally cool if you cleaning reels on the plane so
1: yeah <laughs> flight, i guess
0: <laughs> Can you imagine the look on the people like when you're trying to slide your carry-on through the electronic There's like just this piles of reels and like cotton swabs and like uh, grease uh, and oil. What are you doing, <laughs> sir? And why do you think you're bringing this on the plane? Uh, yeah. Awesome. So thanks everybody that tuned in. Uh, if you missed some of it, like I said, catch the replay on the podcast or the YouTube or on the Facebook if that's where you're watching it. Did I just say the fake. I feel like I'm like 80 years old. The Facebook. You did. Uh, as always guys, here to help you guys catch more bass and suck less. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!